0: Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffitt, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have time to sit and watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And I've got a gentleman with me from Canada today, Mr. Dan Austin, who's been a band director for 23 years, actually band and orchestra um, in ninth grade uh, through 12th grade at Guelph Collegiate Vocational School in Ontario. Dan, thanks
1: for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Thanks. Yeah,
0: I'm excited because you're going to talk to us about some things you've done. To f- Here's a theme, you guys, all you listening. We're talking about healthier work-life balances because it's real. And we're, we're bringing you different stories and different ways to think about it. He's going to talk about the way he brought a healthier work-life balance why he did, and how he's learned what it's like to feel better physically and mentally and what that's done for him and what it's done for his program with some of the changes he made and the sacrifices. You might be thinking, oh, all those sacrifices to the program. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get real. We're going to do that. But first, we need to know who Dan Austin is. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a band director.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a kind of a non-traditional path. I I grew up in a small town about an hour north of Toronto and uh, went to a high school with a really strong jazz program, became a jazz musician and um, studied at York University in Toronto. My first year at York, they went on strike, and I ended up um, taking a job for a company called Pro Ship Entertainment, which booked musicians on cruise ships. And I went down, moved to California, started working on the boats. And within a couple uh, months, I hated the job. <laughs> I was like, man, this is just not what I want. Uh, so I went back to school. And picked up my concurrent education degree finishing with my jazz performance degree and ended up jumping right into teaching right out of university. But I had zero uh, training as a band director and just, over the years have fallen in love with, with working with students um, in, in a band setting. I love concert band repertoire. I love what you can do with it. Uh, I mean, I still direct jazz band. I still work uh, orchestra stuff as well, but I've really come, come to it from a very non-traditional path. And similar to, I think, a lot of teachers, when I first started teaching, um, I sort of was still trying to be a professional musician and a teacher at a same, the same time. Uh, and that was, you know, those were some pretty hard years because I was pushing hard, uh, eating poorly, sleeping poorly, and did that a lot of my first couple of years of teaching. Uh, and it wasn't until about the last 10 years that I kind of settled into, I'm going to be a band director, I'm going to be a teacher. Uh, and yeah, it, it's been an interesting journey, let's put it that way. A, a little different than than maybe your typical journey into band directing.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people get the education degree to fall back on it doesn't sound like you fell back on it but you fell into it um, mm-hmm. and the like and I know a lot of folks who do the a lot of playing on the side or play, playing their horns professionally and teaching and how hard that is to balance it because and that's a lot so so um, you figured some stuff out and you're in a much better place than you were a while ago and I want you talk to us about how you became such a badass at this
1: Yeah, it's funny. The the pandemic was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. And I know that sounds just so strange. But um, I started teaching at Guelph Collegiate uh, about 11, 12 years ago. And, you know, typical to a lot of young teachers, I went really hard right out of the gate. And, you know, I had uh, two young children And, you know, a wife, and I'm trying to balance all this stuff. And I just went so hard because I wanted to build this thing. I felt like I had something to prove. And, you know, year after year was kind of pushing harder and harder than I I, should have. And then when the pandemic hit, we just stopped. And it was weird. It's hard to describe to people who aren't musicians what, what it was like. Because, you know, from the time I was probably 12, I had constantly music in my life, and constantly had something coming next. What's the next thing? Always preparing, and then we hit this wall and we stop. And I was lost. I felt like the John Travolta meme, where he's walking around with his hands in the air, looking around like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like that was me. I didn't. I didn't know what I was supposed to do with myself. And I finally had this moment, you know, nothing special, but I went, I got time. I've got so much time right now. What if I did something I've always wanted to do? What if I got in better shape? What if I started getting myself better? You know, and I, I, I saw one of my former students had advertised online. She was a personal trainer. And during the pandemic, she was doing virtual personal training. So I dropped her a message and I said, hey, Sid, what, what's, what would this look like if I did this? And she's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll give you like an idea of what you should eat. I'm going to give you a workout schedule and we'll work around what you have at home. And I started that journey two and a half years ago. And literally before we started this podcast, I just did my 250th weight session. Um, I've biked now, you know, this is kilometers. So I'm going to put it in miles, probably 1500 miles on my bike in the last couple of years. Um, and I've just become so much more involved in my own, you know, physical health and body. And it's helped me mentally, but it also helped me as a band director because I started to see, the way that I was approaching my workouts, So it's like just consistently doing the same thing, not pushing myself too hard, knowing my own limitations, understanding this made me start directing that way. I started thinking a different way. I'm like, if I can just balance this a little better, I don't need to do everything all at once. It's a step-by-step journey of consistently doing the same thing. And then I started to get a little better balance that way. And it all sort of came together where I realized, yeah, I can start to schedule in a more consistent routine in everything I do, not just my workouts, but, you know, I'll prepare my meals so I can eat better. I'll have my workout set, but I'll also write down where do my kids need to be this week? What is my wife's work schedule? When do I have my rehearsals? When's the next performance? And I keep track of this in a calendar. And anytime something comes up, I check, I see if it works. And if it doesn't, I say no. And that's something I never used to do. I would never say no before. So the experience of of forcing myself to stop got me realizing I don't need to go that hard. I actually like how I feel when I'm not going as hard. Yeah. And I don't think many of us, because music school is so intense
0: too. So, I mean, we just go from, you know, preparing for music school to being in music school and then teaching. And we just don't know what life is like other than that. You had a little jazz experience there, but yeah.
1: Oh, but, but still, I mean, in those music school experiences, um, you know, we, we were taught, especially when I was in school in the nineties, you've got to be that top dog. You can never let your guard down. It's always got to be this go, go, go mentality. And I was like that as a teacher. I was always worried like, oh, I have to be the best. I have to be at the top all the time or the next group's going to come up and be better. And you don't, you don't. It's it's a way that our mind gets tricked into thinking that that's how we have to be. And when you don't do it, it it's actually better. It's way better for you. It's way better for the kids. It's just overall a better experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, you
0: know, it's interesting because you talked about we were saying earlier, but when you take care of your body, how much different your mind feels and how much better we function. And just for a moment, if we think of our bodies and our mental health and, and instruments, we don't just run our instruments without doing maintenance and taking care of that. Right. You, your horn would fall apart. We take really good care of our instruments when they, things happen so that the big stuff doesn't happen. Um and we don't do that with ourselves, but my gosh, if we don't maintain ourselves or do that, we're not going to be on that podium very for, for a long time. So. so,
1: And one of the things I love, like when I work out, I, I don't listen to music. I intentionally shut my musical brain off. If I'm riding my bike for an hour or two, I'm just riding my bike. That's what I'm focused on. And I don't need to think about anything musical. I don't even listen to anything. No headphones no nothing. If I do, it'll have a podcast or something like that on where I'm listening to it, but I'm not you know, engaging that musical brain that we all have as band directors, where when you're hearing something, you're thinking it while you're hearing it. And I, I found that shutting that off my Physical exercise shuts that part of my brain off. And that's so good for me to do that in a day.
0: Yeah. People used to always, you know, Oh, what do you listen to at home? I don't, I have to shut music down same thing because it's our band director brains conduct or whatever. Yeah. We just can do all that. Um, so uh, I want to come back in just a minute. I'm going to ask you about, you know, now that you did all this and you went back, what are, what some of the detrimental things are, to, were to your program. But for, before we get to that, I just want to invite all of our listeners out there to take a minute and think about how you could put some of these practices that we talk about for productivity and wellness tips into practice in your own life and how, what that could do for you. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness, goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at bandirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15 minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you. Get you signed up and embark on this wellness journey together because together we rise. All right, we are back with Dan Austin. And I'm going to ask that question that I was asked right before the break. You know, you said you started better balance and you were telling me, you know, there were sometimes you didn't do certain activities with your students and the like. So I imagine program fell apart because, you know, when us band directors aren't, they're doing everything and holding it all together, the world will end, right? So I assume everything fell apart when you started getting healthier.
1: Not, it's funny, the exact opposite happened, right? Like this is... Uh, this year I went into the school year and I admit I, I did more things than I probably should have, but not a crazy amount. Cause we felt like we owed something to kids after what they've been through in the pandemic. But I went in very different in my approach. And I said, you know what? I don't care how we do in festival. I don't care how we sound in concert. I just want us to get into some good habits as musicians work with some really good people And funny enough, we had the best year we ever had. We had some of the best playing I've ever had from my students. When we did do festivals, we had our best results. It was just a better overall vibe. Everything just worked so well. The kids didn't feel pressured. Um, You know, we never had any, and I I, I had less of the sleepless nights lying there going, oh my gosh, what do I need to do about this, this next? You know, and- I should point out, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. We fall back in these traps. There are still some times that I'll sit there after a bad performance or rehearsal and be like, oh man, what did I need to do? And my head gets kind of going in it. But I've got better at shutting it off. I understand that... When you do shut it down and you put less pressure on yourself, less pressure on your students, you have a more successful year um, because really, does in, in the end, they're there to enjoy music, right? I, I worked with a great clinician this year, a woman named Dr. McKay from the University of Toronto, and she said, um, you have to remember that your students don't think about music the way you do. It does. Their brain is not like yours. And I had this moment. I'm like, she's right. It's not. They're there to have fun. They like playing. You can get whip some knowledge at them, get them better at stuff, but they're not going to be as mentally dedicated as you are to it. So don't try to make them that way. And I think a lot of times we do, we want them to be that obsessed with it. And it's not a healthy thing for them. And it's not a healthy thing for us. No, we'll ruin it for them.
0: Yeah, right? well, exactly. I was going to come back because, you know, what you were saying, um, you know, that your kids, your students are better. They're doing, you know, a lot of these benefits of this. And I'm just, it just reminds me how much they mirror us when we're uptight and stressed and all that. Our students are too. Right, And if we get up there and we're in a better frame of mind, it's just like if we pick up our horns and we play with really crappy tone, that's what they're going to think is good. But if we get up and we use beautiful tone production consistently, that's what they hear and begin to see for themselves. So if we're up on that podium, super tense and all that, and uh, that's going to play back. But when you relaxed, when you felt better, stepped back and did all that, the kids... It, it carries into them. And, and I've heard this time and time again from people I've talked to and I've witnessed it in my own life because when I was super uptight, so it was my band. It got a different sound than it did when
1: yeah. I had there's no question and even the physical well-being like now you know i have i've lost a fair amount of weight and i'm much better shape the, because i'm physically more comfortable with myself i don't wear out as easily as i did before cuz there were times that you know i would find i was just burning out so hard um and now that i'm in better shape physically even that uh changes everything i just feel better about myself And how I can stand up there on that podium with the kids and just be totally relaxed, totally comfortable, the pressure's off, I feel comfortable in my own skin, all of those types of things change how they play. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, they mirror us, they listen, you know, they are a product of what we give them. They feel
0: our vibe and they absorb it. Yeah, absolutely. percent. send it right back out, yeah. 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 So... Here's the takeaway lesson. You know, everybody just chill out and everything will be better. No, but you had to take a hard look at it. I want to come back to one other thing you said before we wrap this up because you talked about putting things on a calendar. And, you know, something I started doing, and we can all do this because the Google calendars that are free or whatever it is, we can all do it electronically. And the beauty is you can color code things. And I got in the habit of color coding all my school stuff green because that was our school color when I taught and personal stuff blue and um, the gym was yellow and then, you know, different colors for this. And I literally can look at a month or a week and just at a glance, the colors, what is dominating? And is it in balance? And even when you block out a whole day for school, you know, it's bigger, you know, then, and, and also you can physically see the, the balance that you have going on. And if, you know, so putting in your calendar, like you said, when you go to the gym and all those things you're going to do when you're going to go out on date night with the wife, put it in the calendar so that you can look back and go, Oh, I am not neglect or I am. (gasps) You could look, I'm neglecting the blue part of my life. Where's the blue? That's my personal life. Okay. Why I'm not doing enough there. And catch it before it gets to like somebody I talked to recently who, you know, his relationship didn't survive because he was not nurturing that enough, but you can see some of those red flags and some of those
1: habits. And and a lot of times the, the, the thing that you, Sacrifices yourself, right? You're, you're sacrificing, you know, you're, you're prioritizing like, oh, I I, I got to be good to my family. I got to be good to my children. I got to make sure my students get this and my own children and all this. And you realize you have no time for yourself left. There's nothing in there. And then you're not good to anybody. You're not being a good husband. You're not being a good father. You're not being a good band director. And because your own you know, your own being is just so tired and worn out. You haven't given yourself a chance to recharge your batteries, to give yourself a balanced lifestyle. And then you can't do anything for anybody else. So I think it's important that you you have to include time for you in there. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but there's got to be time for you. Yep. Back to the instrument
0: maintenance, a little bit here and there. Yeah. Each time you wouldn't go out and be a soloist on a concert if you hadn't oiled the valves and done all the things and made, yeah, we all know. <laughs> so it seems super easy but it's a, it's a, it's a choice and it's ha- changing habits and it's hard, but you and I understand that it's hard doing it the other way too, when you're burning out. So pick your heart.
1: Yeah. And that's <laughs> it. I, a, a lot of people, I, I've talked to a lot of music educators who are, you know, in, in the, in the, the latter years of their career who have said, man, I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I hadn't done this. So it's nice that we have platforms like this to talk about it. And people, hopefully some young teachers will listen and maybe not make some of these yeah. mistakes that, that a lot of us have made. And the stories are consistent. It's yes. it's This is not like one or two people that this happens to. Almost every music educator you speak to Goes through these experiences. This is a challenging job. It is yeah. different from any other style of teaching because you, you know, yeah, you teach, I have my classes, but I run five to ten hours of rehearsals like all of that add up and, all and
0: fundraising things- and getting the trip sort of and yep 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 it's multiple totally. jobs all at once so all these strategies that each person's coming in and sharing you know it's just the hope that this podcast becomes a real resource for folks so that they can still have high quality programs but find ways to do it in healthier ways so dan austin lovely to meet you to have you hanging out here with us from ontario tonight and i want to thank you And I want to thank all of our guests or our listeners who who listen to Band Director Bootcamp and for all that you do every day to make a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on another episode of Band Director Bootcamp where we'll come at you with more productivity and wellness tips to help make your life a little bit easier.